Hello, everyone. Welcome to Adelante with Arlene, and I'm your host, Arlene. Today is my Let Me Inspire You segment here on my channel. What I'm about to talk about. It just came to me, and I started recording for a podcast, an audio podcast, and decided that I was going to do a video somewhat on the same subject in a very fresh manner, uh, in a way that I am recording without having much written down. And I want to propose a question to you in this opening. Have you ever felt like you put on a smile on the outside, but on the inside, you're actually not smiling? Today, I want to tackle that question. See, I think at one time or another, we've all gone through this. We all put up happy face outside that tells the world or our family that we got it all together. Because we might feel that if we admit that we don't have it all together, then we're going to be seen as weak or problematic or a complainer. During my growing up, I always talk to you about back then, I was made to believe that if I had an opinion, <laughs> like many kids, uh, well, that I was wrong because only the parent had the opinion and their opinion was always the right one. Don't shortchange your children. Sometimes they'll say things that might enlighten you. It was taboo back then to speak about anything that was going on emotionally. Little boys sometimes grew up being told by their dads that little boys don't cry and shouldn't cry. And girls, some of us during my era, were told that we had to show strength and therefore crying was making us so emotional and so weak. So I grew up thinking that when I felt the way I did, sad, but yet putting this smile outside, right? Pretending. When I felt this way, I kept to myself and felt that I was emotionally unstable, something wrong with me. Well, part of that is growing up because we all go through peer pressure and pressures when growing up in our teenage years are difficult. It happens when we're trying to discover who we are, when we're being told on this end who we're supposed to be and on this end who we're supposed to be. And we really don't know who we're supposed to be yet or what we're supposed to be doing for the rest of our lives. Some of us had this smile on our face on the outside while feeling so much pain inside because we were having deep issues. And problems at home, or sometimes others in school. Sometimes there were outside pressures that were imposed upon us by other people. So we put this smile to pretend, because to say otherwise meant we were weak, we were unstable. What was wrong with us? The word psychiatrist or therapist, whew, that was something that we never wanted to speak about. Not when I was growing up. Not when I was growing up. So many of us have grown afraid and still to this day on to share if we feel a certain way because we're afraid of what someone else is going to say about us. I had friends that when I found myself in a really bad place in my late 20s would speak to me like, get over it. Oh, please. As if though what I was feeling wasn't valid. 
but it was. It was. Today, unfortunately due to the pandemic, but fortunately in the manner that many have now come out, many that we have perceived to have the right influence in our lives have come out to say that they have struggled with the circumstances, that they have arrived to the realization that they were suppressing some emotional issues in their lives that they had never dealt with or never wanted to speak about because they were afraid on what us, the viewer, the fan, were going to say about them. And now they fearlessly and boldly are speaking out because, unfortunately, some have lost many friends due to the fact that they had not been able to tell anyone the truth about what they were going through and how they needed help. Are you feeling that way today? Do you put a brave face and push through? I get that. I'm not going to say that we all need to fall apart all the time and, and, and let everybody know our business. I am saying that if you're continuously feeling this way, then there's some things you do have to ask yourself, which I'm about to cover in a moment. By no means am I a specialist on this or professional on this. I'm sharing based upon my own experiences, how I am learning and have learned to overcome, how I have learned to be transparent in hopes to help another, and how my faith has been literally the foundation that has set a structure for me in my life from then, since I gave my heart to the Lord, to the present and onward. Never be afraid. Don't be afraid to let someone know how you're really feeling. Hopefully, all of us have that one friend that is, has great listening ears, who is non-judgmental, and who will listen and encourage you and not put you down and lead you the right way. And if you don't have that, there are professionals, there are therapists, that will listen to you and counselors. Carefully consider that so that you won't live your life unhealthy, self-destruct, hurt others in some manner or another, and you can somehow live a life healthy even with life's ups and downs because we will have them. We will have periods of our lives and seasons our lives that we will feel like things are out of control. We just went through more than, and we're still going through more than two years of being told what to do and how to do it. And some of us, well, we rebelled and got very emotional because some of us, like myself, believe in wearing masks. First and foremost, to protect myself. How's that? But also to protect another person, just in case. While others and their emotional heightened self say, I do what I want. This is my body. You have the right to say that, right? Don't you? You do. And I have the right to say what I say. Anything we've learned through these past years is that a lot of emotions were heightened politically and in every which way possible. And there will be certain periods of our lives that you will discover that with age comes wisdom. That's right. There'll be the ups and downs. There'll be problems. But when we put that fakeness outside, the inside just continues to break down. And we would just eventually suffer and suffer more inside. But I want to tell you that there is help. If you're finding yourself dipping deeper and deeper into a darkness, into a space that's so dark, 
please know that there is help. There is help. There is help. There are therapists, good therapists, psychiatrists. There is help. There are support groups. There is help. And for me, the Lord is the help. And while I still do go to therapy again now, my help still cometh from the Lord and my wisdom comes from the Lord. And that's there for you too. If you just believe and let him in your heart, he will lead you the right way. During these last 30, 31 years, sporadically, during certain seasons of my life, when I first came to the Lord, when I found myself still single at 40, 40, all the way till uh, 49, I had periods of time in my life when I went back to therapy, when I was able to realize that there was some emotional imbalances in my life. What I mean by that is that there were things that arose in me that would trigger me to uh, maybe be too angry or to practice avoidance and not take a good look at myself and what my part might be in whatever the circumstance was. Uh, if I got angry a lot at work because, yeah, because people were picking on me, I hate to say that, then I had to learn how to react better, how to cope better, I had to learn how to forgive more. During all these different periods and seasons of my life, I've had Christian therapists because I wanted them to have, be faith-based as well as the uh, trained therapists. But I also had non-Christian because I truly believed in, and I still do, in being taught therapeutic ways and healthy ways to be able to live life to life and to be able to handle things in life in a more healthier manner. But this season in my life, as I've gone back to therapy after a harsh and difficult uh, two years of lots of uh, health issues, I decided that I wanted it to be a Christian therapist, a licensed Christian therapist. What's the difference for me? Well, for me, I still have to learn the same things and techniques and tools, and I'm still learning all this just like everybody else. But I am now being also integrated with my faith system. So having a Christian woman be able to be my therapist has helped me be able to remind me of my faith and who God is and how God is in this all to help you and to help me and to strengthen me and to remind me of his love for me as I am hopefully reminding you of how important you are, whether you are in the faith or whether you are not. You do not have to pretend and to walk around with that fake smile. I don't mean be somber. I don't mean put the boohoo face. I don't mean I don't mean get into depression. I mean that while you have to function in life, of course, and 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 speak to other people kindly and all the above, you still come home and still have all that baggage. You don't have to have all that baggage. There is help. I'm going to connect on my link a Christian organization and a non-Christian organization that can help you that I know can help you. So you don't have to suffer inside anymore. You can make that smile a reality. I remember when I heard, I don't know who it was, say, put a smile on your face, turn that frown into a smile, right? Turn it into a smile. Turn it upside down. Sooner or later, your, your face comes in agreement with the rest of you and your emotions. Try smiling more. It does something. And it's been proven that laughter and smiling does do something to us. Say, try smiling. 
I mean, when you're in that difficult situation, don't use a smile to hide, but start exercising your face with a smile. Show that that smile will be so contagious that it will actually help you physically to make us feel better. Have you ever felt so stressed that you watch a funny movie and you laugh so hard from your belly? You feel a relief? Well, that's temporary, temporarily. It still feels good and it shows you. You keep smiling, keep smiling, keep smiling, keep smiling. Soon enough, it'll be a reality. That's something to your heart. Sometimes we don't know why we are feeling the way we do. We cover it. We don't even know what's going on. So I have some suggestions, just suggestions, things that I've had to ask myself. One of them is ask yourself, why am I so emotional? Now, when I say emotional, I hope this doesn't turn off men because men have emotions. We all have emotions. Now, while some might be more of a crying emotion, easier, and some might be more of an anger emotion or another kind of unhealthy emotion, let's say. The crying is unhealthy, but the anger is not healthy. When I say emotion, it doesn't mean that it's bad because we are made with good emotions. This is not just a video for women because men, you have emotions too. You're angry. You're upset too much. Find yourself distancing yourself, isolating. Then your emotions are out of control too. Ask yourself, why am I so emotional? When I became a Christian, I had to start asking myself that question. Because as I got closer and closer to the things of God, I wanted to know what is it that I was so unhappy about? What is it that deep inside I was so unhappy about? That for so many years I said there has to be something better than this. Well, let me give you a suggestion. It's an exercise. That's all it is what I'm about to say. Take a piece of paper. Not the computer. Not your phone. A piece of paper. It's harder that way. And write down, what is bothering you right now? What is bothering you? And when you start, there's some things you already know, writing those things down and look at them. Stop where you need to, because there'll be more later on as you continue to do this exercise every time you feel heightened in your emotion. Look at them. Prayerfully, go to God. Ask God how you can get better and how you can work these emotions out in a more healthier manner. I assure you, when you do this, it helps. Helps you have a better understanding of where you stand, and you might discover reasons why you may be reacting this way. And you may realize, too, that you and I might have had a part in the way that we feel. And not always can we blame everyone else. After a lot of therapy in my life, I had to learn how to work within myself and how to stop blaming others for everything if they didn't, if they wouldn't. Well, those are words I heard my father say because he was verbally abusive. If you hadn't spoken, then I wouldn't have been angry. If you wouldn't say nothing to your dad, that was my mom, then he wouldn't have been angry. Oh, I had it all around. I love my mom. I love my dad. I had to learn how to forgive. But the truth is, you don't make anybody do what they don't want to do, right? So you can take control of what you're feeling. And you can get help before you get into that deep darkness and feel like there's no way out. That becomes quite dangerous. So face it with the Lord. Ask him. 
and ask yourself, why am I so emotional? I recall that during certain times of my life, when I asked myself this question, it might've been during a certain time of the month for me as a woman. Did that give me a license and a reason to be nasty and angry? Well, I started realizing that no, it did not. That it did not give me reason to. Because if I reacted because of what I was feeling that was out of my control, then I was just being out of control. And it wasn't going to help me or anybody else. If it was heightened during this time, I had to learn how to have certain tools and ways that would keep me balanced so that I would not be difficult to be around or even difficult for myself to be with my own self. Yes. And men sometimes have prided themselves depending on where they're raised or how they're raised in not being gentle, but being rough on how reacting instead of thinking before acting out. That's already an emotional imbalance. When we, we as human beings don't learn how to have self-control. And the word of God tells us, tells us clearly. Yes, I'm going there finally. Proverbs 15, 18. So I need my glasses. I will not be hot-tempered, stirring up dissension, but I will be patient, calming a quarrel. Proverbs 25, 28. I operate in self-control and do not allow my spirit to be unruly. I refuse to be like a city that is broken down without walls. Self-control and discipline add protection to my life. How does it add protection to your life? Because when we're self-controlled through Christ Jesus, there's more of a 99% chance that we are not going to do something unhealthy and self-destructive. I'll repeat that. When we are walking with Christ Jesus and ask him to help us be self-controlled, as his word says, through the power of his Holy Spirit, there is at least a 99%, that's right, I say the 1% I leave because we are, have will, right? 99% of a chance that we will be walking in a more healthier manner. That 1% is not because God can't do it all. It's because we have will. And are we choosing to want to live a better life and a healthier life? Can you do that? Yes, you can. Are you willing? Yes, you can. Can you be emotionally more self-controlled? Yes, you can. I love this book and I have to reread it again, but I'm reading yet another one right now. This one is Living Beyond Your Feelings. Living Beyond Your Feelings was written by Joyce Myers. Okay. And she handles and she speaks about a whole lot of things, a whole lot of things about the four personality types, that how they influence our outlook, the impact of stress and physical, emotional health on our physical and emotional health, the power of memories, the influence of words on emotions, anger, resentment, and so much more. Listen, I can't even begin to, to, to continue to speak about this. I would have to write a book like her in regards to my own experiences in life. So are you wearing a fake mask? Have you found yourself more and more through the years doing the same thing? Are you becoming angry and angry at other people because you believe that they are the cause of your problems all the time? all the time. Well, listen, while my environment did set the groundwork for the way that I was not emotionally, you know, handling things correctly all the time and a little out of control in some areas of my life, I can assure you, I can assure you that that was a big part of how I handled things because of my father's verbal abuse, because of my mother's avoidance in life and avoiding things that were too difficult still to this day. 
I too started reacting in both spectrums of that. That's right. A little bit of my dad and a little bit of my mom. Can I blame them? Well, I had to come to the realization that while they had a lot to do with how I perceive things in life, I was now an adult and was responsible for my own well-being and to forgive them for they knew not better, but I can know better. You see, emotional unbalance can lead us again into unhealthy ways of thinking, unhealthy ways of looking for solutions. And all we do is continue to live in that same vicious cycle. It really leads us into more and more darkness and despair and also starts affecting our body physically with stress. And there will be then physical manifestations, pains in your neck, headaches, sleepless nights, stomach issues. I heard one time that when a lot of little kids start having a lot of stomach issues, too much. Sometimes a very wise doctor might have to send them to a counselor or a therapist with a parent because they might be reacting to something that they are surrounded about negatively on a daily basis that's causing them this physical stomach pain that they're having. That's right. That's right. Our emotional imbalance and unhealthiness can lead us to physical ramifications. So why are you so emotional? Why are you so emotional? Why are you so emotional? Whether you're a man or a woman, ask yourself this question. The Lord has shown me through these years of me, 31 years going to be, I kind of think it's probably more than 31 at this point, that I had my emotions pretty much out of control. One of them being anger. I was very angry. Sometimes I felt like I had to be, I was entitled because of whatever I went through in my home life. I felt like, what about me? What about me? What about me? And with the Lord and in the Lord, I realized that it wasn't about me, that it's about him. What does he say? What does God say in his word? What does he say we are? We are fearfully, we're wonderfully made. He loves us. He is our father. He is our mother. He is our brother. There are horrible things that have happened to many of us in our lives. And unfortunately, might happen again. There's been pains. There's been hurts. There's been things that we had no choice and happened. And we've had to learn how to walk through them. How do we walk through these times healthier and better? Who do we hold on to? Those that try to influence us in media? Behind closed doors, their lives are all a disarray. Those who are still battling with addictions that we perceive them as having their lives all together in the media and find out that they didn't. Our help cometh from the Lord. And the Lord provides good counseling as well on this earth. So today, you don't have to have sleepless nights like I did for so long. You don't have to cry yourself to sleep every night because you don't know how to handle all these emotions that have surfaced, all these circumstances. You don't have to be angry and unforgiving anymore. You can be set free. By God, you can, you can. You no longer have to suppress anything and be ashamed 
of anything, of feeling or recognizing the reality of why you feel this way. Whether it was your doing on why you feel this way, your actions, your choices, or whether it was something that was imposed and brought upon you that you did not ask for. You don't have to do that anymore. With God, you can be aware and know how to deal with it. Please note that this video is not intended to diagnose anyone. I am not a therapist. My only intent is to share my experiences and hope to encourage you and hopefully lead you to get the help that you might need and to share with you how it helped me. I'm talking to those that are finding it difficult to live life and are too embarrassed to ask for help. We all need help. There's not one person that has it all together in this world, and we will never have it all together. There is not one person, even those that you may admire, again, I say, influencing you on social media or actors you see, not one, not one has it all together. I think that's become more and more evident these past years. Sometimes our emotions will get out of control. They will, because sometimes we're triggered and heightened. But when you know what your triggers are, which I've learned through therapy, then you know better how to reel yourself in, be able to get yourself back in balance, how to forgive yourselves, how to forget others, how to keep your mind focused on healthiness and goodness. Take a deep breath. We hear that a lot. When I first heard that, I was like, take a deep breath. What difference is that going to make? There was a time I was walking around. Not breathing, really. I mean, not breathing. Relaxing breathing. It's like always a tightened, short feeling of breath. I had KGs that weren't really showing really good reports. I had to wear a holster once. And then they said, oh, you're fine. It was anxiety driven. And not knowing how to handle anxiety again, can make you feel really sick. I say to you, go deeper. Go deeper and let yourself write down what you're feeling. Reach out to someone that gets into you, can give you good advice, wise advice that would help you so that you can live a better life. We can't change people, but we can help ourselves if we really want to. And while what I'm saying to you it's not a concrete answer for everything in life. I can tell you that in my life, God is the answer for all things. And he does give the wisdom for us to live a better life, even through the hardest times. Go deeper. Live your life the best life you can today. Be real with yourself. Go deep. Face the issues. If we have history of being out of balance, and we get easily stirred up, look at those reasons on why, really the real reasons on why you've been feeling this way. Does it go back to something way back then that has been unresolved? Because I realized that sometimes I would get angry at someone correcting me, criticizing me constructively because of the fact that my father or my mother critiqued me negatively. So my anger towards them was really my anger towards my own parents. It was more about the issue not about the person at that point. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Sometimes we hear therapists digging into our childhood. We're like, why do we always got to go there? We're not to blame our parents for everything we've done. But I'm here to tell you that growing up in my home life, this set a foundation, an example for how I dealt with certain things in my life. And sometimes we 
would see others and our family handling things in a certain way. And that's all we knew how to handle day-to-day difficulties in the negative manner, which they only knew how to do because they too did not have the wisdom to do so. Today, you have a choice. If you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, today you have a choice. Handle your problems in a more healthy manner. Find healthy ways of doing so. Some people love going to the gym to release stress. There was a time in my life, I think I was 45, I was uh, upset about a few things. And I was living in Fort Lauderdale and as a single woman. And I went ahead and I started taking a aerobic kickboxing class. Boy, when I did them kicks, I tell you, I let out some steam. I little called out some things that I was feeling emotionally. That's right. Whether it was a person's name or, or, or whether it was a, a circumstance or emotion. And there was this relief, this awesome relief, relief of this stress that was trying to overtake my body. So not only did I lose weight back then, I was in better shape, but I was also getting spiritually and emotionally a lot healthier. So there are, there are so many ways we can do this. But again, I do it all with Christ. So that we won't lead into a sense of desperation. I have been in a desperate place in my life many times before I came to Christ and even in Christ Jesus as I've been walking. So don't think for one second that I have not at times experienced and almost relived that emotional disarray. One of the ways that God taught me how to deal with these past problems, issues, was to confess his word, his promises, and talking about to the Lord how I feel. A lot of the self-help books tell you to do affirmations. I believe in speaking forth his word and what he says about us and about you, about me. Basically, very scripturally, the word of God says that every hair on our head is numbered. It's very specific. Not counted, but numbered. God is very into detail. He sees you. He sees you. You may be asking, so why doesn't he help me? We don't have an answer to everything in this world, but I'm going to tell you that whenever I have asked God for help, he has helped me. Now, has the help always come in the manner in which I thought it should come? No, it didn't. Not always, but it always came in the best way. And whenever I've had to go through any difficult times as I am going through now physically, and I get myself all stirred up, not knowing what the test results will be, I can assure you that through it all, he's always with me. He's always with me. He's always with me. And he's always with you if you invite him into your life. We cannot find solutions to our problems if we don't first seek him and his will for our lives. God is the one who can open our hearts, show us what needs to be revealed in us, so that we can live a healthier life, a better life, a balanced life. Well, my parents didn't always know how to love me. They didn't know how. They still did love me and still do. 
Sometimes we have to stop mourning what we didn't have and see the good things of what we did have. Maybe some of us did not have good parenting. I didn't deserve to be verbally abused and told that I was going to amount to nothing. I didn't deserve that as a child. But now that my father has dementia, he's regressed to when I was a little girl. And those are the moments that I treasured because he was always a great dad, a protective dad, a provider no matter what. While he did not encourage me with his words, he would tear me down. He still was very protective over me. I know that sounds weird, but he was. He was such a great provider and a hard worker. When I hear my father speak now and he regresses to me being a child, he's sharing memories with me and thoughts that I had never knew he had. As he was speaking, oh, how good and proud he is of how I'm doing in school. That's what he says to me. And how do I sing anymore? Or am I on TV anymore? He would say, which he means singing. Thinking, I thought he didn't notice. Or he says how he prays for me that I will be protected. Praise to God. My father, who never wanted to have a conversation about God. So when I'm hearing my father speak about this, this is not things that he fabricates or make, makes up. I am being gifted during this horrible time of him having dementia that I wish that upon no one. I am having a moment of knowing that he did love me. So I choose, and I know he did love me, but I, 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 sometimes we get bombarded with the negative that we don't see the good things. Now, the good things are not to justify the abuse, verbal abuse I received. But they allow me to find comfort to know that I still learned something good. Even from something bad, I can learn something good. We all have painful issues from our past, even maybe from our, our present that try to grab, you know, hold on to us. And they are not all our fault. There are things that we brought upon ourselves. I take responsibility for those things. That's when we take more inventory of ourselves, like AA tells us in the 12 steps, and check ourselves. I get that. And ask God to check your heart. Check your heart. Let, you may check the crevices of our heart because we have been corrupted by our ways, by, our, by the world. I'm, we all have. We all have. Absolutely. And know that God loves you and that God knows the source of your pain. You don't have to spend the rest of your life mourning the things you didn't have. Let's start embracing the things that you have present. Do not let your past suffocate you to be stuck in a moment, to put you trapped in that one place so that you cannot be healthy with your grandchildren, uh, with your children anymore. You know, even if you have, ch I don't have children, but even if you have children and you might be, I don't care what age you are, I'm 58, you could be older. You still have that moment at that time to make it right. You still have that moment if you to, to realize that you don't have to be stuck and be whoever somebody else was to you caught up in your own emotional problems. Instead, you can be what they need you to be right now, no matter what, what your kids need. My father just needs me to love him. When I go see him and visit him, it's been only two weeks. Unfortunately, now there was a COVID breakout and outbreak in, in the facility, which keeps me from being able to go see him. 
You know, the pandemic is real, guys. No matter what they tell you out there, it's real. And um, and so when I see him, I just embrace him with love. I don't think about anything else from else. I just embrace him with love. When I see him and I tell him, I'm your firstborn, he remembers. And he says, my beautiful girl. And he remembers all these things about me. Even if it's for 10 minutes. And then he forgets. And then he remembers again. The point is, these moments are a gift. And if I had not forgiven my dad for the verbal abuse, learning that he had to experience this on the hands of his father, my grandfather, then I wouldn't have been able to forgive him and be okay with what's going on now. So don't be stuck in the moment in your life and keep mourning those things that you didn't have. And sadly, the world is full with, full, filled with injustices. There are people going to prison for things that they didn't do. There are crimes being committed that are completely unjust towards other people. There are deaths that are happening that we don't understand from children to adults to seniors, and we just don't understand. But I tell you today, there is hope, and our hope will always come through Christ. Our hope comes through Christ. So in this more short video about a topic that takes a book or more to write about, I want to encourage you and to know that the hope is in the Lord, that that mask can come off. You can be transparent and go speak to someone that can help you show that that smile will always be there, even in the toughest times. That you'll still be a light, even when you're feeling what you're feeling. Listen, I'm going through a lot right now. This is not a fake smile. It's a real smile. I had a vein surgery, and then I had to have another procedure. Then I had to be out of work, and therefore I don't get paid for those days. So it financially has hurt me. I had an emergency gallbladder surgery and a bill of double digits that I don't know in, how in the world I'm going to pay. Um, I am going for a test on Monday. This has been going on for two years, almost two and a half years. And then I have yet an MRI, which I can't stand. I have to be sedated in the hospital in September. This has been going on literally for three years. This smile is not fake. No matter what I feel in my heart, every minute of the day, I have to remind myself. God has me, that he will see me through. And if I cry, I'm human. That's always that little, oh, I'm a little afraid and I feel like a little girl. But I am reminded that my peace and my hope come from him. Let me read something from the word here. And I'm reminding you of that too. Word of God says in Psalm 32, I cry out to the Lord and he heals me. Psalm 103.3, the Lord forgives all my sins and heals my diseases. Psalm 147.3, he heals my broken heart and binds up my wounds, curing my pains and my sorrow. You feel that way today? I assure you, the Lord is the only one that can bring healing and wholeness to us, even in the midst of our problems. Psalm 28, 7 says, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in, relies, and confident, confidently leans on him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices. 
And with my song, my song, I will praise him. That's right. Psalm 28, 7. Psalm 50, 15 says, when I call on God in the day of trouble, he will deliver me and will honor me and I glorify him. It says in Psalm 55, 22, I leave my troubles with you, Lord, and he will defend me. He never lets honest people be defeated. Psalm 143, 10, 11, you are my God. Teach me to do your will. Be good to me and guide me on a safe path. Rescue me, Lord, as you have promised. In your goodness, save me from all my troubles. Amen. In closing, I'm going to pray right now for you as I pray for me as well. Heavenly Father, Lord God, I thank you for this day, Lord. And even though I might be feeling at this moment or someone out there the same way they woke up even after hearing this video, I pray, oh God, and I know that your word does not come back void. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you want to touch them right now and repeat these words into their heart, into their spirit. For I am your vessel, Lord, and you will use whoever you want. And I pray that anything I said has resounded in them will give them the hope, the hope of glory. I pray for healing and wholeness and wellness in their body, their mind, and their soul. You haven't given your heart to Jesus today. Just confess, Lord, I need you. I need you. I don't know who you are, but I need you. Show yourself to me. That was my prayer. I said, show yourself to me. If there's a God out there, I said, show yourself to me. Thank you for tuning in to Adelante with Arlene. I will put some links, place that you might want to call or another number that I've also seen frequently that you may want to call out for help. Please remember that God is just a prayer away. Pray to him, speak to him, and he will lead you the right way. I pray that anything I said has blessed you, that you will find comfort in the arms of the Lord. Know that you are loved and that you are not alone. Thank you for tuning in. Please consider subscribing. Check out my videos and my playlists, which have so many other videos. I have Let Me Inspire You, which is this actual video today. I also have Speak It Out, Sing It Loud, which is also here on a playlist where I interview friends of old and friends of new. I have Tito Puente Jr., awesome interview I just did with him, talking about the legacy of his father, music, and his journey so far. Also, I have an upcoming interview with my friend, freestyle recording artist, Jay Kwan from the 80s. He's going to share his journey. My friend Duran from Trilogy and so much more. Please check out the playlist on Speak It Out, Sing It Loud. I also am on anchor.fm, Spotify, and so much more. You can hear the podcast there. And I am on Wednesdays. Yeah, Wednesdays at 5 o'clock on ExtremeMixRadio.com. And on Sundays with two is better than one with DJ Johnny C and myself as we kick it around and talk about things we go through day to day as Christian people. That's right, our struggles and how we overcome. And that is on Sundays at 11 a.m. on ExtremeMixRadio.com. Thank you again for tuning in, as I say, at the end of every podcast and every video. See you. Until next time. Thank you for watching. Adelante. Don't forget to share, share, share. Share my videos.